Welcome to Women in Chemicals, Women of the Week. I'm Amelia. And I'm Kylie. And today we are joined by Kathleen Ito, Senior Vice President of Sales for Household, Industrial, and Institutional Cleaning at Barrents, North America. Great. Good morning. And I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you today. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us, Kathleen. Today's episode is sponsored by our newest corporate sponsor and Kathleen's employer, Barnes. Barnes is a leading global life science ingredients distributor. The company sources branded specialty ingredients from leading manufacturers worldwide, and its ingredient experts provide value-added technical support, which includes pre-mixing, blending, ingredient formulation, and ingredient testing from its state-of-the-art customized formulation centers and applications laboratories in EMEA, Americas, and Asia Pacific. Established in 1953, Barnes has operations in more than 65 countries with a strong presence in Europe and North America and a rapidly growing network in Latin America and Asia Pacific. Awesome. Thanks, Amelia and Kathleen. Thanks again for joining us today. We're really excited to have you here. Um, we typically kick these interviews off with allowing you to introduce yourself to our community. So please tell us about your background and how you got into your current role today. Sure. Great. Thank you so much. Um, so I actually began in this industry uh, right out of college. I um, had completed my undergraduate degree and I had uh, come across an opportunity with an organization that had just started by the name of JTEC Sales. Uh, this was in mid-1998. Um, and I began with the organization. I was um, one of the first uh, employees from, from the or within the organization. It was a family-owned and operated business. Um, and I began actually with the business. I was answering the phones. So I was really doing administrative work. I was um, uh, fielding customer inquiries and, and really working to see how I could best support uh, the owners to begin to grow their business. Um, I was not intending on staying in the chemical industry. I, I was going to pursue a degree in law. Um, but I ended up, I, I saw that there was a really good opportunity within the organization. And um, I saw that it was a unique area, unique field, really niche focus for the business. Um, and I, I decided to make a change in terms of my career path. And I, uh, uh, I, I stayed within the business and I pursued my, my master's in, in business administration. Um, over the course, I began 24, over 24 years ago with, with JTEC sales. And uh, over the course of the years, I moved from a role as, as the business continued to evolve. I really moved more into an operations role, uh, led the customer service team. Then I went uh, into an operations role, um, but I was very fortunate, I, I think, because I had exposure to a lot of areas uh, of the business, starting with a small family owned and operated business. There, there's a lot that, that we needed to, to work on to really facilitate and drive growth. Um, and I continued to grow within in the business, uh, expanded my role into sales. I had account responsibility. Um, I worked with the sales team to support their efforts as we continued to grow. Um, and then uh, business was acquired by Marin Group, 
in, in 2018. Um, and then at that point, uh, my role was, uh, when, when we were acquired um, towards the end, I actually had finance, uh, some roles over uh, in finance. Uh, as well as sales, but then then my role evolved to one there. I have overall commercial responsibility for the HI and I business, and uh, that's that is my my function now. So, uh, been very fortunate to work in a lot of areas in the business and, and really understand and 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 be part of an organization that grew grew very quickly. So it was really exciting. Yeah. So just out of curiosity, Kathleen, what did you study in your undergrad? Um, I was a criminal justice, uh, political science double okay. major, and I actually, uh, did also pursue a women's studies certificate when I did my undergrad. Wow. Okay. Very interesting background. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So we talk a little bit about, and you mentioned all of this exposure and this variety of different hats that you've had the opportunity to wear as the organization continue to grow, right? Can we talk a little bit in more detail and depth about some of the biggest learnings that you've had while working for a small startup company and a family-owned business that just continue to grow? So like in my perspective, you've got these experiences of a really small organization, a mid-sized, and now uh, a potentially larger global organization, right? So just trying to understand these key learnings along the way that you have. No, sure. It's it's a great question, and it's definitely um, evolved quite a bit. When I look back, you know, uh, it seemed twenty four years is quite a bit of time, but it doesn't seem as, as so long ago when I started. Um, yeah, so so I, I wore a lot of different hats. I had exposure to a number of areas within the business. I think that was really of value because having exposure to operations, being able to um, support supply chain management, logistics management, um, you know, be involved in terms of our, our being becoming part of, of NACD and, uh, you know, the commitment to responsible distribution um, was also, you know, um, involved in the commercial area of the business. So I think having a foundation in a lot of areas really has enabled and, and supported me to, to have I have a almost a, a larger picture of, of what what is is happening um, in terms of different departments and now being part of obviously a, a large organizations where those responsibilities um, are are handled by different divisions. I think that um, there's there's part where I'm able to use my prior knowledge to to have an understanding of what what is involved and in actually. Um, supporting a customer, supporting an opportunity, supporting the sales team. I think another area where I've been very fortunate is um, I've become more adaptable. I, I think um, you know, being able to respond to change, being able to um, accept challenges within the business and, and see the opportunities in front of me and or in front of the business and, and then working with the team as, a, as the team continued to grow um, at the, the very beginning of the business, you have different opinions, you have different styles of, of handling situations or different methods. Um, and I really think that being able to adapt and grow um, that that to me, I have, uh, I, I think, I've been able to, to gain from that. And I'm, I'm very uh, appreciative of that. And I think, you know, the other thing I would mention is, is 
opportunities, right? There's a lot of opportunities that have been presented um, that I've had been able to participate or support within the business. And um, that I was very excited and then very, very fortunate again that I could could uh, pursue those opportunities in order to collaborate within the business to support and, and uh, support the growth. Absolutely. One of the things that you said that I am holding close to me is your acceptance of challenges as opportunities. I, I wrote that down before you even closed <laughs> out with your opportunities comment. So I really, I, heard, I hear that from you and I align with that. Um, Amelia, do you have any comments, questions? Thanks, Kylie. No, I, I don't know if this kind of resonated for you too, Kylie, but we, with Women in Chemicals being a business, and Kylie and I founded it about two years ago, but originally we ran all of it together, just the two of us. Um, and it was kind of identifying the operations processes and who does what and defining those for the two of us was almost easier than what we have now which is eight members on our leadership team because Kylie knew what she was responsible for and I knew what I was responsible for. And it was really easy to coordinate picking up, you know, the pieces in between. And now mm -hmm. we have two of our other members um, of our leadership team on this call today, Erica and Claire. Uh, in addition to that, we have four other members of our leadership team. And it's been really exciting and fun to build that out. But also I think it made Kylie and I really sit down and think about and have to realize, okay, we don't have processes for all of these things. And mm -hmm. it's kind of unclear on whose responsibility one thing might be and whose responsibility something else might be. And okay. I think it's so cool that you've gotten to be with your organization through very small company to medium-sized company to now working in this huge global organization. And I can't even fathom like the scale of a company like Sprint and right. how many people there are and how robust the processes must be. So Kathleen, I guess I, I want to understand from you, what has surprised you the most as you kind of have stepped into this really, you know, large corporate environment and, and what do you like the most about it? That's a very good question. And I think you're, um, you know, I, as my only comment is when you're talking about, you know, starting and, and you and Kylie starting and now having additional individuals to help you support the, the process. And, and yes, completely can understand, you know, developing the processes within the business early on and then having to, to modify them, right? And because really to support and the, the growth foundation. Um, you know, so within the business, I think it was, um, I think it was, more of so when we we when we were acquired by Maroon, I think that was really more for us. Um, that was more of a change for the entire for the entire team because um, you're going from small, you know, fifty employee organization to a larger part of the business. But I think what's really important and, and, and remains at the forefront of both of the the, the acquisition of Maroon and then Barnes as well is that um, the overall goals, the culture um, is very much in line with what we had with, with, with JTAC. 
And I think that that has absolutely been been key in in moving forward and and uh, you know being part of part of the team. So we're you know we're we're still very fortunate. There's a majority of our team that we have now. I still team that that uh, that that we were four four and a half years ago. So I think that's been fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. I think typically with acquisition, you see quite a bit of turnover. So that really speaks yeah. to the culture at JTEC, but also the culture at Maroon and Barron. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Kathleen, as part of your nomination uh, selection. Um, it was brought up about your strengths and ability to evoke a sense of team um, as, as one of your key strengths. So can we talk a little bit about what you see as the key elements to leading an effective team and how you keep everyone on your team motivated and have a sense of camaraderie? Sure. No, absolutely. I, I think when I'm, when I look at the overall commercial team, I, I view one of my key functions as really providing them with support and um, the resources necessary so that they can be successful and that the business can be successful. So it's very important to me that um, communication lines are open. It's really important to me that, um, that uh, there's, there's clarity in terms of expectations, there's clarity in terms of um, where, where support is needed, where additional resources are needed. Um, you, how can I, how can I support them? How can I help them in their efforts to be, um, successful as well as the business being successful? Um, it's communication, right? Communication is absolutely a key part of, of, um, working with a team, um, leading a team, but it's, it's two ways with communication. It's, it's, it's important. I find it's very important that uh, we're receiving feedback or I'm asking for feedback from the team. Um, again, where, where has there been success? Where are there areas where uh, we need to provide additional resources for them in order to facilitate and, and, and be successful? Um, it's also really important. I find that we're focusing and we're all individuals. Everyone's unique. And um, everyone has areas where uh, they, they can benefit from further development, that there's also areas where they're a resource and they can be very supportive of other members of the team. Mm -hmm. So I often try to collaborate with other managers within the team, with the team members to identify where individuals can help in supporting their colleagues as well. So. Mm -hmm where they've had success, being able to take those successes and have them support other team members. So it really is not, it, it, it's, it's not the individual, it really, how we move forward and how we build success is through working together. It's, it's extremely important that everyone recognizes we're all in the same, and it's not only on the commercial side of the business, it's, it's within the entire, uh, all of the different business units. We're all in the, um, I, I tell them on a regular basis, we're, we're all in the boat together, right? That's, that's, we're all on the same, we all have the same objectives. We all have the same goals. So how can we work together and, um, and, and achieve these objectives? Absolutely. You speak a lot too, and Amelia alluded to the growth that we're experiencing and how we are 
adapting to our new environments and growing uh, within women in chemicals too. And you speak to a lot of these aspects that we are really latching on to as we navigate into 2023 and all of this planning that's been occurring as we continue to grow as a team as well. So these aspects of key communication, clear expectations, feedback cycles, we're really leaning into a lot of that to learn from each other and engage in each other right now too. So it's just cool to hear um, that that's reverberated back in your organization and your global expectations of your your larger teams within your your groups. So um, I think that's really cool. And it's kind of reassuring for me at least to hear that Amelia, we might be doing something right right now. So that's good to hear. <laughs> Amelia, did you have anything to add before I jump to the next question? Kathleen, you made a point that I think is really interesting. And I don't think that it's glorified enough in like the business community. And Kylie and I both got our MBAs. I know you got your MBA or Kylie's wrapping up her MBA. Uh, 11, done in a 11 couple days. Weeks here. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank great. you. Um, but you talk about working with other managers and, and other functions to understand how individuals can do their jobs better together. Mm-hmm. And I think we, as you know, business leaders and organizations, we make objectives towards doing our job well. But all of these functions work together. And I wanted to just reemphasize that because I think that's so powerful that all of these functions need to excel separately. But if we can all work together to all be individually better at our jobs and together better as an organization, that should be a primary focus, maybe more than individual excellence. So I really love that comment. Thanks, Amelia. So Kathleen, inspiring a vision is an important aspect of leading a team, but can be challenging for those that are first-time leaders. So what do you consider when developing a vision and how do you get others to buy into your vision? That's a great question. So um, obviously, first, first of all, we need to take a look at what the overall objectives are of the business. And then we need to, well, for me, I'm taking a look at what the objectives are within um, our team and how that aligns with the objectives of the business. Now, when putting forth a vision, I'll go back to where have we had success? Where can we build upon that success? And then where are there areas where we can improve upon? And, and how, how can we do that? And it's, it's not, it's, again, it's coming from the team. I, I, I'll probably say this too many times, <laughs> but it is coming from the entire team. Um, there, everybody has un- a unique perspective. They have um, ideas that, that others may not have thought about or a unique way of approaching something. So taking all of these pieces together and creating a vision, I think are really important um, because in order to, to execute on the vision and achieve, achieve the objectives, it's really important that everybody's aligned. So clear communication on expectations, communication on vision, requesting feedback. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 a process. It's fluid. It 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 may it may may change. I mean, we've seen over the last few years a lot of a lot of challenges, a lot of changes where we've had to to pivot and and um, modify our vision or modify our objectives. Um, so it's uh, being able to to adapt, and I think. Uh, adapt quickly it is important as well 
but with um, with overall feedback from the entire business as well as clear communication, I think those are really the key key parts of of communicating the vision. Yeah. I want to circle back to that comment you made about how you share with your teams. We're all in the same boat, right? So I get this sense of togetherness that you're working to create while illuminating this, this vision, because without everyone being in the same boat together, how do you illuminate that vision across the organization? So I just wanted to emphasize this concept of, you know, everyone, not just you as the leader of oh, the team is involved in creating this vision and disseminating that throughout. Everyone's involved in that. So thank you. Um, we talk a little bit about how the last couple of years have been quite challenging for organizations. Um, and in the chemical industry, we've seen it from all angles, right? Um, how have you kept a growth mindset for you and your team throughout these challenging times? I think I will go back to something I said earlier. Um, how do we take a challenge and uh, make it an opportunity if it is not one already? And um, taking a look at the challenge, taking a look at every, what can we do to, to overcome it? What are the areas where we need to um, focus or develop? But again, really taking this, this challenge that's presented to us and focusing on how we can make it and, and turn it into an opportunity because there has been a lot of that. Um, you know, it's been a very challenging uh, time the last few years, but there's also proven to be opportunities. And I think as we continue into 2023, I really do feel that a lot of the challenges we've, we've, we've encountered will continue to become opportunities for our business. Um, I, I think it's also important when we're managing through this to, I try my best to help the team and, and minimize distractions, right? So that they continue to remain very focused on what the objectives are so that they're not, um, you know, they're not distracted or, or their time isn't being taken up with something that uh, something that maybe um, it, it could take less time or, or be handled in another way or the process can be improved upon where, you know, is there an area where we might be able to support them um, to, to help alleviate some of that? I think you speak to a good point. I feel like a lot of employees have been experiencing this hot word or buzzword of burnout. So anything that you can do to be aware of that and, and to create efficiencies or to be clear in communicating what the priorities really are is to everyone's benefit. I would say in my own experience throughout the industry and over the last five years, we've been having to be very reactive and very flexible. You said this quite a bit. And I think it's really important in those reactive times where we have to be quick to adapt that we all align on what those true priorities are so that we can determine what really is to be our focus to get the true work done, right? Otherwise we're trying to juggle everything that's all up in the air and constantly change, changing. So I hear you in that. Amelia, any comments? So this is really kind of just a selfish question for myself, but I, recently started managing a team and I would just love if you could share some best practices for how you communicate how your team members should be prioritizing things. So I am a, um, I am very adamant that if anyone can contact me by a phone, email, text message at any time, there's not a need to schedule a meeting. 
I try to be very accessible. I, and I do think, you know, that's, that's important um, because it's fast paced environment. There's a lot of times where we need to be very responsive and quickly responsive. So I think making sure that there's an open door of communication and that the team knows that there's an open door of, of communication. I, I really feel that that's been successful um, for our team. And um, I, you know, prioritization, that's, that's a challenge because it changes, you know, you, you, I don't know about you, but I set my priorities on Monday and by Tuesday, <laughs> they've shifted, <laughs> right? So, um, you know, I, from that, I think it's a planning or sometimes providing a timeline and then saying, you know, establishing that kind of timeline and saying, this is when, this is when we'd like to have this accomplished. Is that reasonable? Um, having that type of feedback, I've, I've found to be very successful. Um, and then again, sometimes things need to move. It's, it's, um, but I think if, and then if there's, of course, if there's key priorities and key objectives, then those timelines obviously have to be communicated and, and understood. And I find it's, it's, if I communicate sometimes what, what's driving some of what, the objectives are and, and some of the why, this is very well received. The, the, the team absolutely wants to better understand what the drivers are behind, um, you know, the objectives and the growth goals and, and um, the requests. So I found that to be very uh, effective. Definitely. I'm putting in bold, communicating the why, because I instantly feel like if there are efforts to make that done, it is a lot. It's to everyone's benefit to ensure more alignment if everyone is working towards the sure. same why. Um, yep. So we've talked a lot about change management, which was the next question, which naturally just kind of flowed right into it. The only addition I want to add to this, Kathleen, is this whole virtual environment. And I'm not sure if your teams are working uh, virtually or in a hybrid setting or what that might look like. Would be curious to learn that from you. Um, but is there anything that has changed in your leadership style and how you manage teams as a result of being virtual? It's a great question. Um, so I guess the, the first part of your qu the question is, uh, yes, some individuals, well, so on the commercial side of the business, if you look at where we were early 2020, um, 2019, most everybody was, was in the field um, from an outside account management standpoint, um, and, and they already were working um, remotely for the most part. We do have some individuals that are in, in the office in Florida here. And then we do have it's so we do have a little bit of a hybrid. Mm -hmm. It was it was challenging. I think it was challenging for everyone. Um, you know, it, from from a, a sales role to to be traveling or working with customers um, on a weekly basis, and then being virtual for quite some time definitely was challenging. And everyone, everybody had their own set of challenges. Um, and I think patience was really key uh, in, in, in working with a lot of individuals during that period. We've now moved back to a more um, normalized, if you will, um, of where we were uh, um, 
I don't know if it's so it we're we're we've returned back to it. We've I think that the team did an amazing job. Everyone on the team really I I give them a ton of credit. They did an excellent job in working through um through that period. But it 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 was it was challenging. I I struggled with it. I've worked in this, you know, I've worked in this office for 20 years by and and I worked virtually and I I struggled um so I, I, again I'm making sure we have an understanding of each individual's um challenges and and what their what their support what they need um to really support their efforts I think is is key in managing through it and and I do think um having more engagement um our team connects on a regular basis with one another. So they're, you know, they're very engaged so that no one really feels that they're, they're um, isolated or working on something alone. Right. I think the, the theme that I'm picking up from your response, Kathleen, which I appreciate is this concept that I learned. I felt like I was a lot closer to the human aspect of my colleagues and employees and even my leadership team. Um, throughout COVID. And I think it's because like you've mentioned, we, we worked hard to understand and have patience for the differing needs of our colleagues, team members, leadership. Um, and I think that that was a lot more visible and a lot more front of mind for us over the last couple of years. And it's really cool to hear that that continues forward because at the end of the day, we're all people. We all have mm-hmm. our own lives and, and challenges and excitements and, and everything um, in and outside of work. And so for me, one of the big takeaways that I've had in this whole experience is that we're all people at the end of the day. Um, and, and these Absolutely. challenges really brought that out. Yeah. No, absolutely. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with. I couldn't agree with you more. And and everyone adapts and and everyone reacts differently. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're coming up to the last question before we ask for any advice or input from you, Kathleen. So um, wanting to talk a little bit about your career growth and the balance between managing where your focus is on your career growth versus personal time. So interested to hear your experiences there. Sure. Um, you, since the beginning of my career, I've, I've definitely struggled in finding that balance. I, and, um, I, I think you, especially being part of a rapidly growing business, um, very early on in, in the development, there's, there are times where I've had to focus my responsibilities, um, on my career and, and balance that with, with my personal time. It's a challenge. It, it's an it's an area that um, most anyone that that knows me recognizes that I need to continue to improve upon it. I am working towards these goals and objectives. Um, we have a we have a teenager. She's she's just started high school, and I I think one of the things my husband and I have really tried to make an effort to do now is to to make sure that we're setting aside time throughout the year where we are taking some time and taking vacation time. And, and, and now we're able to, of course, get back to doing these things, but really taking that time, um, towards the end of the year, I I try to also be home, um, at, at that during the breaks so that I'm, I'm there. But it's 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 definitely it's definitely a challenge. I mean, with the environment that we're all working within, it's we're always accessible, right? There, there's there's you can't uh, there, there's there's texting, there's there's emails. So 
Um, I, I, I really think that it's an area we have to, or I need to be very mindful of, and I've definitely tried to focus more of it, um, here recently. So I appreciate your honesty in that Kathleen. I think (laughs) it's a, it's an adjustment. And like you said, things and priorities change all the time. And so it's Mm -hmm. this dynamic moving sliding scale almost. So, um, Mm -hmm. nobody's perfect. I think that the reality of it is, is there's not going to ever be this perfect ability to shut off work and go to, to focus on only external to work. I know that there are efforts and I appreciate you acknowledging that you're making all of these efforts, but I think that there is like, there's a fluidity to it. That is the reality of the situation. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Amelia, Amelia, any comments there? I agree with you, Kylie. I love the transparency, Kathleen, of just admitting that you struggle with it. I think especially with these last two years with all the supply chain difficulties and the Texas freeze, we all kind of thought, you know, I just need to put my head down for this week, this month. And then it <laughs> turned into these couple of months in this year. And just getting back to a point where we're trying to reset boundaries with ourselves around like, how connected can I really be all the time? And how do I want to allocate time and energy to family and friends and those types of things is Something that I think is always going to be a delicate balance uh, for everyone. <laughs> but it, the fact that you're thinking about it and taking the steps is the most important thing. So love to hear that. Um, and at the end of the day, we're all just selling, buying chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. Well, Kathleen, we're coming up to the end here and we always want to close with the opportunity for you to share any um, advice or recommendations to our community or any comments that you want to share with us. Sure. No, I, I, first off, thank you again for the opportunity. I really do appreciate uh, speaking with you today. I think, you know, um, definitely, I think the first thing I would say is take take advantage of networking opportunities. I think it's fantastic. Um, You know, what Women in Chemicals is doing, uh, to provide a network for everyone to contribute and, and participate. Um, I'm really excited to see, I, having been with the business now for, for 24 years, I'm really excited to see um, that there is an increase in the number of, of women that are, that are in the industry from when I began with the business. So I think that's, I think that's one thing. Um, remain open and willing to accept challenges. Um, there are, they are absolutely opportunities and, um, we never know if, if there's an opportunity where you might find something that you really enjoy working on, or that might be an area where you continue want to want to grow um, within, within the industry and within the business. Um, and I, I think, you know, especially with everything we've encountered the last, last few years, keep a sense of humor, right? <laughs> because, um, you know, we're we're all working towards uh, same objectives and, and same goals. So I think it's really important that, uh, that we continue to do that. And um, I, I think that's, that's probably uh, everything that I would provide. Awesome. Thanks so much, Kathleen. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Okay. Thank you.